Hello, you're listening to Round Trip with Renee and Kim on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Hi, this is Renee. And this is Kim. And this is Round Trip. Welcome to another episode of Round Trip. Today we've got something special. We've yes. got a member of our travel squad in studio. Travel squad. Travel squad. Ready to talk with us about her wonderful experiences in travel. Hello, Stacy. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hello. Doing well. Say hello to our audience of six. <laughs> hello, lovely audience. So, Stacy. We have seven. Oh, seven. We're at oh, seven. Sorry. <laughs> We try to keep up with the analytics, but it's so complicated. I just don't even know sometimes. Math is hard. It is. It really is. It's a good thing I'm pretty. So, Stacy, tell and us, let it begin. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. I am part of the travel squad. I met these lovely ladies a while back on a trip. I am living in Atlanta. I used to, I grew up actually in Houston and slash Jamaica. Not Jamaica, Queens, Jamaica, West Indies. Uh, So I guess I always had the travel in my blood. I've been living in Atlanta, though, for like nine years. I've been traveling and had a passport since I don't know when. So it's uh, I always carry it with me. Do you keep old passports? I do. I do. I like to see the stamps. How many do you have? You didn't have to have a passport for certain countries until like what, about five or so years ago? Right. And I, since I was mostly going to the Caribbean, I didn't have a passport then. A U.S. passport, I had a Jamaican passport. I only have like two right now because they they last like 10 years. So you have dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. I do. So oh, could cool. you go to Cuba? Yes, I can. And oh. I'm going there this year. Awesome. Very awesome. So with our travel squad, we've decided to create questions that we will ask every travel squad member And through those questions, our listeners can get a better idea of who you are and what you get out of travel. Do you accept the challenge of facing these questions, Stacey? Let me get prepared. (laughs) I accept the challenge. Let us begin. Stacey. Kim. What has been your worst travel experience? Hmm. You know what? I, there's a couple, but I'm I'm going to stick with the one where I almost drowned. So, well, there's been a couple of almost drowning incidents, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me start with the fact that I can't swim. <laughs> but yet I love the water. So we could we could start there. So first drown, almost drowning experience, South Africa. No, actually, it was um, it was on the Zambezi River. And actually, the the border on one side was Zimbabwe and the other side was Zambia. Okay. So, like, whenever you went, we were whitewater rafting. Whenever you went down, like, a raft, the, the guy would tell you, swim left, river left, or river right, depending okay. on, like, which country you were, side you were supposed to swim to. Okay. So, wow. so um, <laughs> extra complications? Okay. Yeah, a little, a little extra complications. So, I really didn't know much about whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. We, had, we were living in um, South Africa. And we just decided for Christmas and New Year's, we were going to road trip. Yeah. So we we went through South Africa, went up to Zimbabwe, Zambia, and ended up at Victoria Falls right. for um, the New Year. And then we were like, okay, let's do something. I wanted to bungee jump. Okay. But the, the two other, because the, at that point, it was the highest man-made point 
in the world to bungee jump was this bridge over the Zambezi River. Wow. But anyways, (laughs) my two other friends decided they wanted whitewater rafts. So majority rules went into, but we didn't realize there was grades to the rapids. Mm. Didn't know that there was a system. Right. So apparently like ones and twos are pretty calm, lazy river style, like threes, fours, fives is the highest. Got it. So, and you can pick the, you can pick the whitewater rafting group according to like what level. Okay. We didn't know. So we went with this one dude and um, apparently it was threes and fours. Okay. And there was one five in it. But uh, so threes and fours and we're not paddling. We're just sitting there. So okay. pretty much I'm saying my plan is just to hold on to the raft for dear life. Mm-hmm. So I don't fall out. Right. Right. So, so he tells us like ahead of time, okay, we're about to hit this wave. It's going to be a big one, little one, you know, downtime, which is, you know, how long you'll get sucked under before you can pop up is a downtime. So he'll tell you like how long the downtime is. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm sorry. You just said getting sucked under. Like, because, because like when the wave kind of pulls you under, like there's a little bit of, there might be a few seconds where like it's pulled you under and you just can't pop right back up. Okay. You have, you know, a life jacket on. Right. So I was like, okay, we figured it out. Went through the first wave. There's about eight waves the whole for the whole we were we were doing a whole day instead of a half day right. first wave nobody told me that i was supposed to keep my mouth closed <laughs> someone had to tell you so that. i swallowed a whole bunch of water freaked out and then i was like that was only the first wave i got seven more so i freaked out did i mention that we had to climb 200 feet down a gorge to get to this so we would have to, oh my God. we would have to climb 200 feet up right? And, and it was raining the day before. So it was slippery. I didn't mention that, but anyway, let me just speed this up. So went to like a wave two was cool. Okay. Wave three. Cool. Wave four. The dude's like, okay, we can go around this and we won't flip over or we can go straight through. Most likely we're going to flip. And of course everybody in the boat, cause there's eight people in the boat. Let's go straight through. Let's go straight through. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So I'm like, so I'm like really bearing now. Like I'm holding on to this eyes closed, mouth closed, getting prepared. <laughs> you learned your lesson. <laughs> well, so we go through, I feel the boat flipping over. I can't, I'm not popping up. Why I have a life vest on. Why am I not popping up out the water? I'm under the boat because I was holding on. Of course, didn't know this when I'm under the water. So I was holding on to the damn boat from Dare Life. And it did, it took me, I don't know how long to realize that I needed to move so I could pop up and get air. So by the time I finally popped up, they were all frantically searching for me because they all knew I couldn't swim. So they were like calling my name and all sorts of stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> so that was like traumatic. Tra- it was very traumatic. Yeah. And that was only number four. The fifth <laughs> It was like three or four. But wait, there's more. There's more. So like, it might have been uh, number three because like there was another one right after before lunch and we couldn't even go through it because it was a five. So we had to pick up the raft and walk around it on the banks. Okay. And then we kind of ended and stopped for lunch. Yeah. At lunch, I was like, I'm out. I can't do this no more. Right. I was like, I can't do four more of these. Right. I'm, oh my God. I'm not dying yeah. today. So, so then I had to like by myself climb up 
the gorge. Like I'm already freaked out, right? And the rocks are slippery. I was going real slow, right? So this one little child, he was like less than 10 years old. You know, they climb up and down these things all day. He's like, he decided he was going to stay with me. Aww. And he was encouraging me along the way. Aww. You can do it. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so sad. I finally get up there to the bus and they were like waiting for me. It was, it, I was, it was, I was traumatized. Wow. I was traumatized. I did not get gotta, back in the water for a while. I gotta rub your shoulder com- in comfort because I, I really feel bad for you. I should have bungee jumped. <laughs> really? Is that what? <laughs> that was what I learned from that. I should have bungee jumped and let them go and do what they wanted to do. Yikes! The lesson here is don't follow the group. Sometimes yeah. you got to break off and do what you know is right for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. It. So, second question. That was only one question. Oh my god. <laughs> what has been your favorite travel experience? <laughs> Interestingly enough. It would probably be snorkeling. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so that was a while ago, the crazy uh, whitewater rafting. Right. I didn't. I stayed out of the water for a while after that. Right. But I really love the water, though, which right. is crazy. You would think I'd learn to swim by now. But <laughs> so I, I actually started with another one of our travel squad members. She, like, kind of forced me to get in. She wanted to snorkel. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be here by myself. And where were you guys? We were in the Bahamas. Okay. And we, it was a perfect situation because we actually, we actually missed our little, little excursion thing. So we ended up going in the afternoon and we were the only two people on the boat with like the, with the three guides. Nice. So we got completely personalized service. I bet you did. Yes, we did. We had a good time. They loved us. So, so we were chit-chatting the whole time. They took us to all sorts of different locations that were not part of the trip. Mm -hmm. And like we did the scuba stuff where Mm -hmm. you go under and you're in the little motorized machine. That was scarier than the snorkeling. And then I actually got in and did snorkeling and the guy was with me the whole time. Nice. So after that, I've been snorkeling a few times since then. I went back to the Bahamas again and snorkeled in the same spot. Yeah. And then Cancun snorkeled. So like, and I you did a really good job. I don't feel like you were uncomfortable in the water when we snorkeled in Cancun. I felt like you... For a minute, when we did the tubing at first, the I was like, I got stuck. different. But when we were... <laughs> you did get stuck like a mangrove. I was scared oh, that the snake was going to come bite me. Yeah. That's why I was like, get me out of here, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But like, as far as snorkeling, you seemed pretty comfortable in the water. Now, aren't you taking swimming lessons? Hmm. Okay, maybe let me rephrase that. Weren't you at one point taking swimming lessons? (laughs) So I was, but the dude that was trying to, you know, he'd only taught kids before. Yeah. So I don't think he really understood how to teach you how to teach adults yeah. and it's a very different situation yeah so so i took like two or three lessons but then i went to hawaii and almost drowned again so yeah. oh, good girl. while you guys were in the last <laughs> we all went this last time yeah i was oh by my myself that time i, oh I went God. to the beach you and, went to the beach to snorkel by yourself no no i didn't snorkel i was not crazy oh. i mean i you know the hawaii the waves are ridiculous yes so that was why I was taking the, the lessons, right? Because yes. I was like, I want to do something in Hawaii. Mm. So, um, but I, we, I just, I just went out on the beach on the, and I was walking back and forth. A wave came in. Gotcha. And got me. It was like pulling me out. I had to dig in with my hands and feet into the sand. Oh my God. You know what they call that? It's a riptide. Okay. Well, now I know. So, I, I literally almost got dragged out. Yeah, that's a riptide. So after Be that, careful. I stayed on my lovely uh, lounge chair yeah. for the rest of the time. Yeah. And then went for my little massage. Now, yeah. Sharonda, you have a very similar <laughs> experience with the uh, learning to swim. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So n- not as adventurous as Stacy was when I first started doing all these beach, ocean vacations. So I normally would go 
into the water. I never went past the hump and I'll come back. <laughs> so once I got to the hump, everybody know there's a little dip in the ocean mm-hmm. and I, w- I would just not go to the dip and I would come back. Um, only because, one, I had a couple of traumatic experiences too. Like I almost drowned when we lived in Texas. Um, then we lived in Germany and uh, my friend's brother and his best friend pushed me into a pool. Oh, wow. And it wasn't, it was an outdoor pool. So it was like a, a community pool that was like at a center. So it wasn't like it was a your house pool, which is normally like eight, five feet. This was like a huge like swimming pool where people go and hang out and swim or whatever. And they, I had my feet in and they were like, um, are you going to get in? And I said, no. And they were like, oh, come on, get in. I was like, no, I'm good. I can't swim. I'm going to sit right here. And they got, I saw them get out and walk past me. And I thought they were going to do something else. And they straight pushed me in the water. And I couldn't swim. swim. Right. And I couldn't, they thought I was playing. Like, I didn't want to get in or I was just, you know, trying to be cute, which I probably was, but I wasn't like, (laughs) I still couldn't swim. Uh (laughs) And so I almost drowned. So they had to save me. So I almost drowned twice. And then after that, I don't think I did any like water, anything after that. And so once me and Cam and everyone else, the rest of the travel squad started to travel, that's when I was like, okay, you know, I could at least put my feet in, do something <laughs> uh, a, little, a little bit. When I moved to the West Coast, I started taking swim lessons because I was like, you know, the next vacation we take, I'm going to get comfortable with the water. I'm going to get in. I don't want to just chill out where everybody else is snorkeling because I, I would pay for the excursion just stay on the boat. I think we did the last time with domestic. I know I used to do that before too. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to get in and participate. And so I took lessons and it was interesting enough. I learned how to swim in my first swim lesson where most people don't. I knew how to swim, which is cool. You know, I mean, normally it doesn't happen, but I immediately like got in and started to swim. And then after that, I just started going just to get more comfortable in the water because I knew you know, eventually the pool and the ocean are two different things. And I still freak out in the ocean a little bit because, I mean, your feet don't touch nothing. But, <laughs> but I'm way more comfortable in the water now where I will get into the water. And I don't have an issue, you know, getting in and getting splashed around or the wave knocking me down. And I think, Kim, that's what you were referencing that time we were, where were we? Dominican we Republic? In, we were in Mazatlan. And uh, uh-huh. we had done that Mexican cruise. And there was a riptide then too. This is how I learned about it. But we were, you know, just kind of playing on the shore and there were these pretty red flags along the beach. And <laughs> yeah, those warning were warning flags. Yeah, oh. warning flags. <laughs> but when oh, I'm, otherwise, but sometimes when you're in vacation mode, <laughs> they yeah, were just pretty, flag, pretty flags. People. You know, we were kind of playing and the water was maybe, we were maybe knee deep in the water. Yeah. But there was a significant tug when, you know, the waves yeah. were really pulling you out. Yeah. And I think she fell over. And, you know, got we got hit by a wave and she was like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we that literally were like dragging her out of the water. Like we had her under her arms and we were like pulling her out of the water. <laughs> yes. I was finished. Like but I was like, this is it. This last time when we went, oh, where did we go? That was the cruise, right? Was that the, no, we were, was it the cruise? Yeah. I don't remember. It, well, the, the you know, it was Punta Cana. Yeah. yeah I knew how to we swim to by the time. And yeah. we were playing at the beach at the Hard Rock. And they had pretty big waves and a wave came, like we were like talking or something and a wave just completely came and wiped us out. And she got up and she was laughing. And that nice. I was like, oh, look, like she's not like having a fit. Like she's not like, uh-uh. She's like, this is fun. I, you know, I, like yeah. she was enjoying, Good. enjoying the ocean, which, yeah. you know, clearly doesn't mean you can swim, but that be, that level of comfort in the ocean, I think is very, very important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able to be able to understand the power of the ocean and the danger of it, but to understand the fun parts of it and be able to kind of embrace that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eventually you'll get to you'll that. You'll be there. Point. You'll be there too. <laughs> I mean, I will I will snorkel in the ocean, but yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, that riptide almost killed me out because I was yeah. by myself yeah. too. So like nobody, yeah. so that was, I think what freaked me out more was yeah. had I gotten pulled out, yeah. like nobody would have known. And you know what they say is I've read this. I don't know how I've never actually been pulled out by a riptide, but when, if you are ever pulled out into mm-hmm. the ocean, so people's natural tendency is to try to swim back to the shore. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you're swimming so hard against the current that you get tired and you drown. That's, mm-hmm. that's what happens. So they say to swim parallel to mm-hmm. the shore yeah, because the reptile is just in one area. So you can swim out of it mm. if you swim parallel. And then eventually the waves will start pushing you back into the shore. Key word there is swim. Swim. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, but if you can, if you, yeah. if you're wearing a life vest, which you need to always be which wearing. Which I wasn't. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you just, you know, if you frog swim, if you doggy yeah. paddle, you know, you don't have full on strokes yeah because i'm not even that great at that you know and i'm very comfortable in the water and i feel like i swim but i'm not a perfect you know it's it's not perfect by any stretch but i can get from point a to point b Mm -hmm. you know so it's very water safety is very important everyone (laughs) (laughs) very important don't be like stacy don't be i'm still here (laughs) still here what's that thing be like bill don't be like stacy Um, that might be the hashtag for this show. Don't be like <laughs> Sadly, I I am not the best for just travel safety in general. Yeah, I'm I'm I make horrible decisions when it comes to travel safety. So it's not good. Yeah, it's not it's not good. I'm like I need to have Liam Neeson like on like. Speed dial. On speed dial. And that's what I always <laughs> say. Like, I know I can't get into trouble because tra- I'm just, that is it. <laughs> I don't know who's going to come get me because Liam Nelson is busy filming another movie. <laughs> he ain't got time for me. And we, we, I got no connection to him. So yeah, because I mean, I'm just remembering back to last year, there was like one or two questionable moments there where I could have gotten taken at any point. You wouldn't have known where to find me. Yeah, we're going to have to do better. <laughs> we're going to have to do better gonna have to make better life decisions yeah that's what we're gonna have to do we're gonna that's have to make sure the gps is on your phone <laughs> and you may sadly, have to track it you. probably wasn't because <laughs> you know i was you know you. roaming i wasn't trying to get all that those charges <laughs> we're gonna have to have you back for another show where we talk about travel safety <laughs> i can see that now yeah my mom won't listen to that one <laughs> question number three yes what is one thing you can't travel without one thing I cannot travel without thinking about tracking probably my phone but I think about my phone mostly for pictures though mostly for pictures and and it it has come in handy lately in the last year because we tend to do public transportation when we travel so it's really good for Google Maps and stuff because it'll pull up the train routes right so that is that has been a lifesaver the last year in Prague and Budapest we were like trying if we weren't taking Uber we were like doing the public transit so right. so that I know was helpful. you can download a lot of offline maps too, yeah so exactly and we and there. we would actually even if we didn't if we wanted to just use the wi-fi in the hotel and then go out we would just screenshot it right and then keep walking awesome that's a great idea yep question number four if you could travel with one celebrity <laughs> living or dead who would you choose and why yeah, this one is the hard one because like i don't want to be so cliche 
You I'm can be cliche. very like thought provoking on oh this my goodness, one, yes. but like nothing yes. is coming to me. Like like Nelson Mandela, so Ooh. I can you know talk you know about his time in prison and yes. how that changed him. But I'm gonna be like real superficial, and th- because I you know was watching like flipping channels last night and saw WWE and saw The Rock. <laughs> I'm just, yes. gonna, I'm just gonna go with the rock. Yeah, Dwayne would be a nice travel companion for many reasons. Oh uh, yeah. Now, will his <laughs> wife and family be joining you on this trip? No. <laughs> okay. In my world, he does not have a wife. And oh, I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Question number five. Our final question. Yes, ma'am. Stacy, what are your travel rituals? You know, I don't have as many rituals, but I will say. For some random reason, when I am in any European country, I, I always want to start the day with a fresh croissant. Like, I feel like my day has not started unless I can find a fresh croissant somewhere, usually in the hotel. But if I have to travel for one, then I will find it. Do you prefer a standard croissant or a marmalade filled, no. chocolate filled croissant? I do not like the chocolate filled. Yeah. I am like all for the plain croissant. Yeah. Like, and even I might do like the wheat croissants because you can get a lot of those these days. But I'm like, yeah, classic croissant. Mm. Even like for breakfast, I'll, you know, make a little sandwich of it. Mm -hmm. Or it'll just be like just a croissant and just call it a day. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like the, with the marmalade and all that stuff in it. Just give me something plain. I do have one more bonus question. Since you did such a good job, you go to the bonus round. The bonus round question is... If you could give one piece of advice to someone who has never traveled before, what would that piece of advice be? And with all the crazy stories I've just told, I think there's a lot of lessons there. But you you got to pick one. You got to pick one. What's the most important one? Whether it's don't run off in the ocean by yourself or don't put yourself in unsafe situations. You can pick. I think it really goes back to who you're traveling with. Okay. Like, I think it's important to, um, to kind of have a comfort level with your travel partner. Or partners or whoever you're going with, because that can make or break your trip. So, I mean, they can be really fun and great, or they can be just kind of off the charts annoying. So, so I think that's probably the most important thing. And it's hard when you've not traveled with people before. Right. I would tend to try and do a domestic trip first before doing an international trip. Right. Because you There's can kind no of getting tell. away. <laughs> Yeah, and you can kind of tell people's preferences and, you know, what they're leaning towards on a domestic trip. Like, if they are not flexible in a domestic situation, when you get into international travel, I don't care, like, what kind of hotel you book or whatever. Like, whenever you go start seeing the sites and whatever, you don't know what kind of situations you're going to find yourself in. I've been in some, like, really nasty situations, like, for bathrooms and just all... And you don't want to be around people that are just going to freak out and whatever, so... If they can't handle it in the U.S., then they're not going to be able to handle it when you go travel. So I think that's important. And so that concludes our travel questions. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you for joining us and sharing your travel experience with these questions. (laughs) You are welcome. Dear podcast listener, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice not only our Wednesdays, but our Fridays as well to entertain you. But we think you are crazy to make us do a promo telling you who we think we are. When you listen to our podcast, you think you know who we are, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a dork. Uh, I had the basket case. And I'm a princess. And I'm a pothead. 
Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, the Prime Podcast. Uh, today's show, we wanted to touch, touch briefly on mileage and rewards. So even if you are a experienced traveler or a new traveler, um, reward programs or frequent flyer programs are all over the place. So you're going to see them on credit card offers. You're going to see them through partnering airlines that you travel through. And they're just all over. But there are different and various ways for you to get miles or uh, rewards and not only through the airlines you can get them through hotels you can get them through rental cards even through day-to-day activities like surveys so today we wanted to talk about airline rewards how we use them how uh, Stacy might use them as being our uh, travel squad guest and she travels a lot and then some other ways for you to get rewards and miles and earn them for your traveling purposes so I will start off because I have two um, reward travel cards. Um, one of them is the Delta uh, Go Sky Miles card. You guys may be familiar with that. Kim, Stacey, you may know. Yes. And um, I believe right now with the card, you get like 30,000 bonus points as signing up and using a card. I think you got to put a certain amount of money on. I probably will have more details on what the dollar amount is. I know it's changed. I'm sorry, but I've already gotten my reward, so I really don't care. <laughs> I, th- I think it's like 3000 <laughs> But yeah, I think it's probably about $3,000. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, you get some other perks too. So your zoning changes once you get the car. I think I always board a zone one now. And you get free bat check. I also have the Barclays uh, American Airlines AA Advantage card. There are two. So Barclays issues a card and so does Citibank. And with that card, I when I signed up, I got 50,000 reward points for American Airlines at the time I signed up for that card, which I just found out as a caveat, they are expiring in March 2016. Something to think about. When you are signing up for reward programs or reward cards, the there is a limit. And when you can use the miles and, and the rewards, they may expire within a certain period of time. So definitely check the fine print on that. So I didn't know. I actually got an email from American Airlines uh, in January this month, and they were like, "Hey, just so you know, <laughs> your well, points." At least they are reminded expiring. you. Yeah, yeah they was like, "Your points are about to expire in March 2016." And I'm like, "Oh crap!" It kind of sucks. Cause I got to use them, and I wanted to kind of bank them because I had plans to maybe use them for a European trip, but. I'm going to have to use them soon, which is really a short period of time. You think about it, we're practically in February now. So I have them like a month and a half to use those points. So you might be able to use them and get some gift cards or something. Yeah, I could probably roll them over. Yeah. Um, so I just have to check. But yeah, definitely look at the fine print on that um, when you're, you know, when you're signing up for different type of programs, particularly with credit cards, um, because there are many, many caveats to the programs themselves. Kim, are you part of a rewards program or do you participate? I do. I have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a Delta Sky Miles member. Woo-hoo. I also, I, I guess I'm a Southwest, whatever their um, system is. I'm not, I don't pay as much attention to that one as I do my Sky, Mi- Sky Miles one, but mm-hmm. I've been flying Southwest a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. So I need to probably start keeping an eye on that. But because I'd gotten some bonus miles from getting a credit card and all that, my last trip and my next trip will be covered by Sky Miles. That's nice. Um, so that's nice. But I am, you know, I'm low. I'm low on the Sky Miles totem pole. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not doing anything big. <laughs> At least you got something. But I get the. I get the. I get zone one. I get one checked bag. Yep. You know. So, but then I can fly Southwest. 
and I can, you know, still get the one check bag. I mean, the one, I'm sorry, the one check bag and I can just pay, you know, 15 bucks extra and get on the plane early. Do the early bird boarding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, um, cause you're not being assigned a seat, right? Right, okay, right, right, right. Cause it's like general seating. Yeah. So, and because I like, those are the two airlines that I like the most. So those are the only ones that I even deal with as okay. far as mileage and uh, points. Yeah. Well, being in Atlanta, I mean, Delta is definitely the, the one that we travel a lot, but I, I, and I have a Delta platinum card. So I think that I, and I only actually moved up to platinum from gold so I could get the points. So I could, um, the MQMs was there, the mileage, whatever they call them, the qualifying miles, Miles. because I, because at the end of the year, not this past year, though, the year before I needed to get my platinum status for Delta and I needed the miles. So that's yeah. why I upgraded my credit card. So it was purely because I needed the extra miles. But what I do find though is that, uh, and even another place, I don't know if you all follow the points guy, TPG, but yep. he's kind of, you know, he has like all the kind of great information on anything miles, anything miles or rewards. And one mm-hmm. of the things that he talks about is it's better to get a more flexible credit card. So it's not something affiliated with the actual airline. Right. So that you can transfer those those cards, those points to other things. Right. So like right. I have an Amex card that is just a, and I, and that's actually my business card. So, cause I do travel since I'm a consultant, I travel a lot for work. So I, I was able to, I'm able to capture all those miles and keep those for myself. Oh, cool. So I can actually use those miles and transfer them mm-hmm. to other, for other things. So right. I can use them for, for different airlines and, and you know, like I can use them for Delta. Okay. So pretty much whatever bucket of miles I have in my Amex, then I can transfer them to Delta if I needed to do some, you know, some traveling or whatever. And it wouldn't matter. So I think that's what I'm focusing on this year. What's the highest level for Delta that you can be? I believe it's Delta Reserve. So right. with, with Delta Reserve, you get into all the lounges Ooh. that, that includes the lounges. Whereas, um, the platinum, you, you still have to pay like 350 a year or something for the, for the lounges. But if you do like an Amex, that's just, just an Amex, not a Delta Amex, you can, and I think it's at that similar level, then you get into not just the Delta lounges, but all the lounges. Ooh, yeah. So that's where it gets more flexible to not be on just Delta, but do something else. Yeah. I noticed that the international terminal in Atlanta, they have another lounge on that little top. You know how they have the yeah, two levels? Uh, yeah, There's another lounge. I use it. Now. Yeah. What is it? So the, on the second floor? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's just their, um, sky lounge. Okay. So yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can use it if, so if you, even if you don't have, and you might have to check on this, but I think even if you don't have like platinum status on Delta, if you are flying internationally anywhere but the Caribbean, you can use the lounge oh. if you have an international ticket mm. because in the, I've, and then it also, if you're first class, whenever you can, you can use it anytime if you're first class. I did not know that. So, so yeah, it's an, it's a nice lounge because they have an outside seating area as well as inside. So, and it's like two stories. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a pretty decent one and they have nice, the breakfast in there is pretty good. And then they have some nice hors d'oeuvres for um, dinner, lunch and dinner time. Okay. So in addition to credit cards, there's also some offers that have been I've seen floating around lately for Citibank. So Citibank has their uh, City Gold checking account now that there's two offers. One of them is their thank you rewards, which are 
um, rewards they can use anywhere. So like Stacey was saying, if you're going to get into a frequent flyer program, an awards program, try to get into one where you have flexibility to use rewards across the board for anything you want. Um, so the City Go Thank You program, basically you get 40,000 rewards, uh, thank you rewards basically to use. And that's with you opening up a City Gold account. So there are some stipulations to the account. You do have to make like $50,000 or a deposit $50,000. If not, they charge you uh, thirty dollars a month to have the card. Wait, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Card, uh, maybe, account. maybe, maybe my my mind went blank for a minute. <laughs> Did you say you have to deposit fifty thousand dollars to use the card? I'm not the card. It's a checking account. So the okay. deposit requirements are fifty thousand dollars. But if you don't have fifty thousand dollars to deposit, I mean, unless we're all ballers and sitting on fifty G's right now, then the monthly fee on the checking account is $30 a month. Okay. Um, okay. I mentioned I, I kind of feel like if I just had $50,000 sitting around, would I even need this? <laughs> and you probably won't. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying if yeah. I had that much extra money, <laughs> right. There's a strong possibility you want, but, uh, and who even uses a checking account anymore? Really? People who have fifty thousand dollars in <laughs> pretty much, um, and they got the checkbook with the three checks. I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ledger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a different tax bracket. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but they are offering their forty thousand thank you rewards that you can kind of use across the board. So that means you could use it with partner airlines like Delta's uh, Sky Team or Star Alliance if you wanted to use them for for travel. That option is out there, and some people actually do. They do it. They open up those accounts for that reason. They don't keep them open for a long time. I think you got to have the account active for 30 days. I mean, uh, three months. What is that? 90 days, 30, 60, 90. And then after that, you just shut it down because by that time you have gotten your points, you can kind of go in and do something else. Okay. So if you're okay with paying $90 a month for the maintenance fee and having the checking account, just so you can get your 40,000 points, you can do it and then just close it. Okay. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So that is an option. So they're running that one and they're running another one for 50,000 points for American Airlines. So the A advantage points, same thing. City goes, you open it up, you get the 50,000 points, uh, but you need to keep the account open at least, you know, three or four months just so you can get those points before you close it down. And there's a maintenance fee on that also, but pretty much the same promotions, but different uh, reward programs. So if you're an American Airlines fan or you like their partner programs, you can always use it for that purpose to find those, uh, Use those miles to find those um, particular program. Yeah, a lot of the credit cards, if you if you may, if you spend a certain amount within the year, then they will waive some of the qualification mm-hmm. like dollars that you have to mm-hmm. tap to get. So a way to kind of help with that, because I think for Delta, um, so for Delta, you have to either get miles or segments. And then the second category is MQDs, which is um, qualifying dollars, which which has to do with the amount of money you're paying for your ticket. Or the other category is, you know, if you have used your credit card, you pay twenty five. If you use twenty five thousand dollars in your credit card, you charge twenty five thousand right. dollars, and you can waive the MQD part. So a way to do that is to just have your bills go through your credit card. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so do direct deposits. Yeah, and, so and do, uh, bill pays. Yeah, yeah, so if you just have your bills go through the credit card and just pay pay off the actual um, amount every month or whatever, then you'll get hit um, $25,000 in, you know, no time. That's assuming that I'm responsible enough to... <laughs> yeah, that's assuming you're mature and an adult and responsible enough to pay your bills on Right, <laughs> right. I, I, you, I, I mean, let's just I assume, feel like that's let's just assume that. <laughs> let's, let's just assume that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's assuming. And I found that, tr- I learned that trick from one of our, sh- our squad members. 
So I was like, oh, yeah, that is smart. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that is a good idea. But yeah. I don't, t- I tend to not have a problem getting the MQDs because since it's so much travel for work, mm-hmm. I usually end up getting MQDs all the way to like a diamond level, even though my segments are not, are, are platinum. So. So when you're traveling for work and you're, are you using your own personal credit card to accumulate those miles or are you using the business, the company card and just attaching your freaking flyer number to the. Yeah, it's, it's a company piece. card and I'm just, and then I just get those miles. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So I get a, so I have a lot of, and I actually have not used those points. I tend to use my Delta points more frequently, the ones that mm-hmm. I just have, but I have not really used my Amex points very much. Um, sometimes I've um, actually transferred them for, for some, some random things, but usually they are just kind of sitting there accumulating. Yeah. My Amex points, I tend to transfer those. I've transferred them recently to like Delta for like vacation stuff. So, so yeah. But, um, so in addition to airline, you know, programs or reward programs. There are other programs out there that you can use to accumulate reward miles from. And I know there are hotels and rental cars. So do any of you guys use, uh, say, like Hilton Honors or Marriott or IHG for their reward programs? Yeah, so I am. A, I'm. I tend to use Starwood. So I, you know, I pretty much just chose a chain and stick with it. So, so Starwoods <laughs> and Starwoods honestly has, I feel like, has the best program as far as rewards programs go. So, before as far as their benefits. So, I, for the last two or three years, I've been platinum on Starwoods. So, being platinum means that you pretty much can get upgrades um, whenever you're checking in. Um, you can also get choose different benefits. This year, they're actually giving you options, but in the past couple of years, you get like sweet upgrades that you can use every year, and um, you know all a lot of other different different benefits that you can get. And I and I prefer Starwoods just in general um, to some of the other chains. I know they're now merging with Marriott, so it'll be interesting to see what that's yeah. going to look like. Cause a lot of people are a little bit worried about what that program is going to be like. Although they've said many times, um, I think the CEO of Marriott and the COO have, of Marriott have made statements about the fact that they're trying to keep that, you know, as the, you know, pretty similar to what it is now since they know how much, how loyal people are to the brand. Right. Yeah. Um, so let, we'll have to see how that goes, but honestly, Marriott was my secondary. So, so I'm not too sad about it because the Marriott, I guess a year ago I was in a project at work and there was not even, there was like one Starwoods in the whole area and I could never get into it. So I was, I moved to Marriott. So I accumulated a lot of points and that got me like four, five days at, in the Bahamas at Atlantis for free. Nice. So, so I'm not mad at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Atlantis had just turned into a Marriott property. I think that year. So I was like, okay, I'm using this. It, it, everybody was trying to use them though. So it took a while to get in, but it was right. totally worth it. So, I mean, a, a free like room, pretty good because Atlantis is not, not yeah, cheap. You can't beat a free room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've had many, many free rooms on Starwoods as well. I think especially if you go um, internationally, uh, you tend to, I tend to get more upgrades internationally. Like in Budapest last year, I got a really nice suite at a little Meridian. The, probably the best room I've ever had was in Nice. I got, um, another little Meridian. I got a really nice suite that was overlooking the ocean. It was like panoramic view with a, with a deck with chairs and the, the bathtub looked out into the water. Ooh, nice. 
It was really nice. So I've, so I've gotten some good upgrades there just, and even domestically, I've gotten some nice suites out of it too. So, so Star Wars has definitely been worth it for me. Um, be- just because of those reasons. And sometimes the other trains are actually better internationally, like IHG, yeah. which is Holiday Inn. You know, t- you, people don't tend to do as much. They, they don't tend to see it as like one of the top rated hotels here. But when you go overseas, sometimes it's all over the very place. nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I used to have status at IHG at one point too, and that I've never, I never actually stayed in them overseas, but I used to see them and they were really nice. And other people have told me how nice they are, um, in certain, in certain countries. So, so I, I would always check that as well to see if you do a lot of international travel, like what, like what the locations are internationally to see, make sure you can get your, um, money's worth on that. Nice. And then probably making sure that you're booking straight through the hotel. I, I noticed that um, I've missed out on points before because I booked through a third party. Mm. And so I couldn't get the rewards for the program um, because there was a restriction on third party booking. Yeah, so, I just had that happen to me last year. I was a little irritated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used one of the booking sites and I was like, uh, I, yeah, it wasn't even a hotel that I care about. So like, I, do, I didn't get points at that hotel, but a friend that was with me, I was trying to give the points to her. And that's when I realized they were like, no, you can't get the points there. And I was like, what kind of craziness is this? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So I said, that's what I said too. I was like, I, I just won't. Cause I lost out on like almost a week of points because of that. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Travesty. I know. That was, I, was, I know. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, I'd be upset at that. I'd have to call somebody on that one. Yeah. I've had to beg before for status, so and they will do it. Like I was one one night short one year, and um, I I had a friend that I was trying to I was trying to get to platinum for Starwoods, and I was like that one night short. I think I was platinum seventy five that year, so I was going I was really traveling a lot. So there's like platinum fifty, and then platinum seventy five gets you something else, and then platinum hundred you get your own concierge, Ooh. which is really nice. I haven't hit that yet, but I know I have people that that have I know people that have that, and I had one more night, but I didn't want to stay in the hotel because I've stayed in too many. So I, I actually made the reservation for a friend of mine and, um, she was supposed to check in and stay there and she forgot. We, and actually I realized it when we went, it was the year we went to Vegas for New Year's. Oh. And there was like that one Starwood property there. And by the time I figured it out, it was like New Year's Eve or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so I actually called them and they kept telling me, no, I'm sorry, we can't do it. And I'm like, I need one more night. They're like, no, we can't do it. And then all of a sudden, didn't get an email or anything. All of a sudden in my, um, in my account, I had 75. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I'll take it. I was like, are you really going to not let me have this one night? Yeah. <laughs> I, but I was, I was so mad. I was like, really? But it all yeah. worked out in the end. And then miscellaneous ways for you to earn travel rewards and points. I signed up maybe about two years ago for this website called eRewards. And basically, they're these little short, short little maybe 10, 15 minute surveys you got to take where they ask your opinion about different things, products, foods, you know, just miscellaneous items. And you earn or you accumulate points when you do these surveys. So if you have enough time, you're sitting around not doing anything on a Sunday afternoon, um, you can log on and you can do these brief surveys. And those points could be used towards certain airlines. 
And I mean, it takes a while. I mean, believe me, you're not going to get like 50,000 points by taking like two surveys. So it's going to take some survey time. But if you have the opportunity to do it, it is a quick way for you to get extra points if you wanted to to do it. Yeah. yeah and I would also look for cross promotions. For example, Starwoods and De- Delta have cross promotions. So anytime you stay at a Starwoods hotel, you get Delta points. And whenever you fly Delta, you get Starwood points. Uber and Starwoods have a promotion anytime you're staying at a Starwoods property and you take mm-hmm. Uber, hmm. you get those points too. So there's all the, and then every hotel chain um, also has promotions. So they'll yeah. usually do challenges or something so that you can, um, you know, rack up a whole bunch of points in a certain, you know, if you stay, for example, and like they'll say, give you a certain period of time, you have to make this many nights. So there, and then you can really rack up a lot of points in that, in that time period. So, or they'll give you like double or triple points for a certain time period. There's always promotions. So I would always look out for those. Yeah. And then make sure you're linking your frequent flyer card or number to, to those particular reward points, like airlines. I'm not airlines. I'm sorry, but rental car services or hotels so that you can make sure you get those points and don't miss out. Mm -hmm. Because I've done that. I've, made that mistake <laughs> of not doing and it's it. upsetting when you find that out because you're like all oh, these boys i could have been getting yeah yeah i mean air um cars are are the same thing i mean everybody has a frequent flyer i mean a freak you know rewards or loyalty card so you know i tend to go with avis and i've gotten a lot of free weekend rentals with them because it was like 10 rentals 10 rental days you got you used to get a free weekend rental. Wow. So I used to get them all the time. I couldn't even use them all because it was, I was getting so many and they actually just changed it, which I don't even know what they're doing now. So I'm not happy about that, but, uh, <laughs> but they, they changed it like end of last year or something. So I don't even know what, what they're doing, but yeah, there's so many different um, ways to get points that it's, it's just ridiculous. You, and some people really, spend a lot of time researching that's why mm-hmm. i like tpg because he all their group always gives you the latest and greatest especially when the mileage when the different uh programs change like they'll do give you yeah. the skinny on what the actual programs are and how they're changing yeah the, yeah the points guy is pretty good for that and then one last thing if you're having problems like keeping track of your miles or you don't want to keep logging into different places to like review your miles and see what you've accumulated. There is a, a website called Award Wallet. Um, Award Wallet allows you to pretty much track your miles from different program uh, flight programs that you may participate in. I do know that they are not, or you cannot track your miles directly for Delta and Southwest. I know that's the two of the airlines we talked about today. Um, so what you would have to do is like log in directly to the website, but you can load your mileage information into a word wallet from there. So it's a little bit of work um, if you do frequently travel on those two particular airlines, but it is a cool way for you to track your miles. They even send you notifications if there is a program that's changing that you're a part of. I think I just got one from Avios, which is a a, fl- a flyer mile that I'm not a part of, but it did notify, I guess, everyone to let them know that their program was changing. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to kind of keep track and, and know what was going on, um, Award Wallet is another another place for you to do that. Yeah. One last thing on rewards, I would say to also look for status matches. For example, because I am platinum on Starwoods, Hyatt, I think it's Hyatt, is having a deal right now where they'll match the status. Hmm. On Hyatt, I've ne- I don't I've not stayed at Hyatt hotels and I don't know how long, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll stay at one. So right. I just kind of sent them my information, and so now I have status at Hyatt. 
Oh, wow. So, and they will do that for other, um, you you just have to reach out to them and you can just tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm this for, you know, this airline or this. So the airlines will sometimes do it as well. That's really interesting. That's a really interesting strategy to kind of take loyal brand Mm -hmm. people who are loyal to the brand and kind of Mm -hmm. say, Hey, well, we're good. We'll do that too. And kind of pull you over. That's kind of, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they're doing it till February or something that it, they'll, um, is the deadline. But yeah, it was pretty easy. I just screenshotted like what my status was and sent it to them. And they were like, they'll set up, they'll set up my account. And so can I good. screenshot my basic, uh, Delta status and see if they'll give me their basic? <laughs> Cause my status is basic. <laughs> um, no, it's worth it's, a try. <laughs> it's worth a try. What you'll get there, but hey, you, you can always try. You Here's know. fifty points, Kimberly. <laughs> Yay! They might, slide, they might they might slide you some free bottled water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When, yeah. When, when you check in, we'll give you a key to your room. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Round Trip. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed producing this episode. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Round Trip Pod. We'll see you next time. Bye.